sport was actually invented for cricketers to stay healthy, to stay healthy and fit over the off season. Oh, yep. That was wow. one of the reasons why the sport was invented. In fact, actually funny fact, okay. Australian rules football is actually older than baseball. Is um I saw what so I've seen that the the AFL the the league itself in Australia was made in eighteen ninety seven correct Yep well and, the it started off as what they called the VFL which is the mm-hmm. Victorian Football League which mm-hmm. is where Melbourne is Okay because basically the, the easiest way to equivalent it is is Melbourne has ten teams in Victoria basically Melbourne's got ten teams in a one little area Okay. There's eight other teams spread then out through the rest of the country. There's two in there's two in South Australia, which mm-hmm. is the Adelaide teams, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. You have your Perth teams, which are in Western Australia, which is West Coast and Fremantle. Yep. You have Queensland, which is Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and then New South Wales, which is Sydney, GWS, and Sydney. So, but then the other ten teams are all in Victoria, basically all within about an hour and a half of Melbourne. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's the reason why the sport at, at, at the start was called mm-hmm. the VFL, the Victorian Football League, and then eventually, I think it was in the mid '80s, they added West Coast. Um, uh, Sydney actually started off in South Melbourne and then moved up hmm. to New South Wales because they wanted to expand it because New South Wales and Queensland mm-hmm. are primary rugby area of australia yep so they don't they're not big with afl they like it mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like lacrosse in the east coast compared to like the west coast okay that there's, makes a a lot ton, of sense. there's a ton of mm-hmm. there's a ton of lacrosse in the east coast yeah there's some lacrosse in the west coast but mm-hmm. not no, not nearly as strong yeah but that's that's how kind of nutty victoria is, is victoria is football it is afl it is aussie rules there are teams everywhere there are local teams i mean basically like bear league teams everywhere in victoria south australia western australia are pretty big too but queensland and new south wales they're mm-hmm. rugby they're rugby rugby yeah. rugby union rugby league which are the two the two different codes that they have which don't get me started in trying to explain that shit <laughs> we can we can just stay away from that for a second but um with, with part of this so kind of covering some australian football with like uh kind of the basic rules of field size which is huge mm-hmm. and a lot of the things like so we're lucky with this kind of layout because you're the the, the expert in the room right now whereas i'm the newcomer i'm still trying to pick mm-hmm. it up i've been following the sport for probably about a couple months now um what mm-hmm. really got me hooked is so to get me into like kind of first was rugby i guess started watching rugby mm-hmm. in high school tried to get a little bit more but then footy um caught my eye a couple months ago with shout out to uh pat mcafee because he had on mm-hmm. the the six foot ten american that's taken the afl by storm mason cox mason cox yeah yep. mason so. cox and here's here's another funny fact um his two brothers mm-hmm. are actually older than him they play in the usafl right now one plays in austin and the other plays in seattle wow well Shoot. Yep. Okay, so if you're a fan of Mason Cox, uh, AFL and watch the USAFL, please. Yep, yep, yep. If you if you get into Mason Cox, his two bro- his one brother plays for Austin, which mm-hmm. literally they are the best team in the country. Austin has won five of the last six Division One championships, which is the best mm-hmm. division in the country. Okay. They are 
They are elite. So now, since we're on, let's explain a little bit. So we have the league in, in Australia is the Australian Football League, the AFL. But yep. over here in the United States now, we or for a little bit now, we have the USAFL, the United States Australian Football League. And mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like um, it's trying to catch on a little bit. So can we talk about like when did this league start? Starting the the nineties, correct? Yep, nineteen nineteen ninety nine. It was started by oh, I can't remember his full name, but his nickname's Plugger, and he's an Plugger. Australian who. Yeah, he happened. He he wanted to find a way to expand Aussie rules mm-hmm. into this country. He he was kind of the founder of some of the first clubs, which were in kind of the Ohio Valley area. Okay, Louisville, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Those, I mean, some of the older teams are there. I know San Diego's team started in and around that time, but there's literally there's teams across the country. There, last time I checked, there's 46 clubs throughout the country and at least eight what we would call developmental clubs they're mm-hmm. they're recognized by the usafl but they're not like full-fledged clubs okay they're kind of like we've got a name we're getting started but we haven't really had that official game yet so they're mm-hmm. kind of what we would consider development clubs and they are scattered everywhere i mean literally the easiest way to say it is there's a team in maine there's a team in hawaii and everything in between mm-hmm. Well, that was kind of crazy to me. So we met, we got in contact because pretty much I uh, uh, quoted a tweet on our Twitter. I'll shout that out real quick at Fourth Long Radio. And of course, we can follow the USAFL at USAFL 1997. Yep. USAFL 1997. They're on Twitter and Instagram as well. Also, website USAFL.com. Um, but I, I kind of stumbled upon you guys because I got reached out first by the uh, Des Moines team, which is the team that you are the head coach of. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that in a sec, but I just quoted a tweet about the AFL, like from an AFL tweet saying that's definitely one of the most underrated sports in the world without a doubt. Um, and then we kind of caught on with this. You guys, um, do a good job with your marketing. We we're talking how you try to find almost any tweet about the AFL and just kind of try to reach out and, and plug yourself, which is not bad. Cause you're still, I mean, you've been around for a little bit. You have teams everywhere. But you're still also kind of a uh, a growing league, which is crazy to me because I've never heard of you guys. And like I'll be honest, never heard of you guys until you reached out to me. But then I started to look into it, and I swear, I was blown away with how many teams you guys have in your in your or how many clubs you guys have, excuse me, in your league, and how established you were. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Just I think we're kind of that the hidden secret. We're kind of like the old like going off the movie where it kind of like fight club mm-hmm. it's like if you don't know about fight club you don't know about fight club that's kind of the thing about the US probably so you guys are breaking the the first rule on your twitter Jeez. yeah i guess <laughs> i don't know it's just it's just kind of interesting because it, it's one of those where a lot of times a lot of these clubs are started by expats they're former australians that happen to be here in the states mm-hmm. and they wanted to get a club going mm-hmm. and they decided hey let's get a footy club started and it just kind of expanded from there that's kind of the nice thing about it now myself and the des moines roosters we're, we're an oddball team we were started by two guys from sioux city iowa from the western part of iowa that mm-hmm. got into the game in la and their father got sick decided to come back to des moines and conveniently they were like you know what let's get a footy team started here and we are one of the few clubs in the country that have no active australians playing the game we are 
primarily American team, mm. which is kind of odd because mm -hmm. most of the teams in the league have at least 10, 12, 15 Australians that are pretty regular or at least are around the club a lot more. Mm -hmm. We don't have that luxury. Unfortunately, I mean, Iowa doesn't have a lot of the things that draw Australians to it. We but don't have, not my well, Australians we don't have don't like planes. <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't know if it's that. It's just the fact that it's like Australians love to ski. Australians mm -hmm. love to surf. Yep. We're in the middle of the country. <laughs> we don't have any oceans. We don't have any mountains. We're, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're a farmer and you're from Australia, you might find your way here. But whether you're coming here for footy, probably not. So, right. <laughs> so we really are kind of this oddball. We're the smallest metropolitan area that has a team. Mm -hmm. We're... The small, where, like I said, we're the only team in the country that is we're like 99.9% American. We've had a couple of uh, Irish guys that joined us because they happened to be in town and caught on. And like Gaelic football mm -hmm. um, is a lot like Australian football. So they ended up joining us last year. So it's kind of one of those where we're the <laughs> we're kind of the weird oddball cousin of, of the USAFL <laughs> because we don't have any Australians. Mm -hmm. So uh let, let's I, i'd like to kind of put into um i guess cat I'll, I'll call myself the casual with this one mm -hmm. like me and my um other guy on the show usually correspondent blake campbell um mm -hmm. he's our little expert um a lot of the terms you throw around is casuals you know the filthy casuals i'll put that in the quotes <laughs> so i am more than welcome to take that name right now so i'd like to explain try to explain things from my perspective into like other casuals perspectives you know mm -hmm. so sure. i would say if you've never seen australian football i tried to call it a mix between like i guess american football rugby maybe a little bit of soccer in there too it's really this hodgepodge of so many sports that you'd see around the world which is it's but so exciting though at the same time like i swear the first time you watch a game, the, the first game I sat down and watched was probably about a month and a half ago. And I was just staring at the screen for about 20 minutes. I had no idea what was going on, but I was loving every second of it. <laughs> You're not the only one. Um, for me, most of the time, is the first thing when you tell them, is like, I play Australian rules football or I coach mm -hmm. Australian rules football. Almost the first quote from almost every person I've ever told it was, is that rugby? Right. And I'm like, that's what I thought um, it was. Um, no, it's mm -hmm. not rugby. Yeah. A, I didn't say rugby. One, <laughs> number one. Number two, Aussie rules, the easiest way I felt to describe it, and it's kind of the best way I've ever heard it said, is mm -hmm. Aussie rules is soccer and rugby had a mutant child. <laughs> is the easiest way to describe it because mm -hmm. it's it's got the full contact of rugby. It's got the big field and the open play of soccer. Mm -hmm. There's constantly action. Yes, you have you have the oddball things like, some of the terms that you'll use in it is, is when you listen to the broadcast, you'll hear him say shepherd all the time. You are legally allowed to help your teammate down the field by basically what I would equivalent to is a basketball box out. As long as you're within five meters of the ball, you can mm -hmm. legally find an opponent and box them out and keep them from tackling your teammate. So that's called a shepherd. Okay. Completely legal. Then you have your volleyball parts where you have your handball, which basically you cannot throw the ball. You throw the ball, it's a turnover. That's you a free you like the hold the ball and then you hit it, right? Yep. It's kinda yeah. like it's kinda like you're hold you kinda like you're holding the pizza, like mm -hmm. you're holding the pizza, and then you punch it as hard as you can to your to your friend or teammate. Mm -hmm. 
We've all done stuff like that. Like, I guess you're holding volleyball, you just punch it and then hit it mm-hmm. towards someone. You can't pass it, but you can punch it forward. You can punch it laterally. You can punch it behind you, but it has mm-hmm. to be hit. And yep. then, it um, and, it, and it has to be with a closed fist. It cannot be with fist. an open hand. Yep. Gotcha. Be with, and then, because if you do it with an open hand, they're going to most likely call it a, a throw. Mm. And then that's a turnover as well. Okay. So, yep, so you have to punch it. And you're wanting to punch it on the top part of the ball that gets it the correct spin because if mm-hmm. you hit it in the bottom, it goes down. It's a lot harder to grab. Now, uh, a, a, a lot of technical people there. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine with the ball. Is it similar to? I know it's not rugby. I know it's not rugby. But is the ball similar to maybe the shape in in kind of size of a rugby ball? Yeah, actually, I have one here. Oh, okay, um, here we go. It's a, it's, it's a sharing. Okay. Now, basically, the easiest way I tell most people is mm-hmm. if you look at it and look at the nose of the ball, unlike mm-hmm. the NFL and college football you have that angled point so it's easier to throw with this it's more rounded because it's more done Mm -hmm. for kicking yeah so and it's just it's a little bit bigger than american football now are there laces on it or is there no laces yep so it holds the bladder yep some laces at the top so it's it's like a a big football that's not textured and a little more dull Yeah, it's more it's more of a th- it's very smooth because mm-hmm. um, like with all the with all the information that they have on it, they lacquer on it. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a special one that we got a few years ago. It's okay. kind of commemorating our combination with Australia for a hundred year. What do we call it? The mateship game. Oh, nice. And the team hap- the team happened to get it. So I always, I always kind of keep this one. This is one of our better balls. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep that one. Now of- another thing with the rules is one of the things that really catches you off guard when you first tune into a game is most. Almost every single kind of field in this kind of sport, it's a rectangle, but mm-hmm. not in Aussie rules football. It's a oval. Yep. <laughs> so it, that... is bas- it is basically one giant circle with a couple of flattened ends for the goals. But other than that, I mean, like I said, it was invented by – it was basically invented to keep cricketers healthy in mm-hmm. the off season, which is basically our summertime, their winter, mm-hmm. um, since cricket is played in their summertime. Okay. And – yeah so and basically the field is pretty simple it's one giant oval and on the ends of each field are four goal posts two mm-hmm. tall in the center and two short on the outside and that's how you score is you maneuver the ball either kicking or handballing it down and you have to kick the ball through the goal posts to score points mm-hmm. if you kick the ball without it being touched by anybody between the two tall posts it's six points and then the fun part, most a lot of Americans love is the gold is the gold judges. Whenever they score a goal, yes, they yes. do the rootin' tootin' finger guns. <laughs> Those are that the, that's one of I love it so much. Every every time it's yep. just boom. <laughs> yep. it, and then and, and if it does it behind, it's only one. So but they still do it even in on the behind. On the behind mm-hmm. he does one. But on a goal he does two. And, and it's the joke amongst most of us in USAFL is one of the things that gets a lot of fans is is the is the gold judges rooting tooting finger guns when he does that. that some of them really get into it. it now, is that an official name? Is that what is official calls of rooting tooting finger guns? <laughs> no, nah, it's just kind of a fun little. It's just kind of a fun little thing most of us throw into it. Because I love that's it what so it looks much. Like. It looks like a couple of guys drawing their guns. Right. My it's favorite part is that they go like really into it, but their face is super serious about it. <laughs> yep. Well, and the other thing is, if you ever go online and watch some of the older games from like the '80s, mm-hmm. they wore like the giant long billed caps that go all the way around. Yeah, trench coats. Yeah, they looked super like uh-uh, I don't know what better word to describe it besides dapper. They looked oh, very yeah. nice, uh, and, and yeah. they looked even better when throwing the finger guns with that one. That's always yep. good. But you said the middle oh, goalpost yeah. untouched is six points. The yep. two outer smaller ones are one point each. 
in between Correct. one tall and one short one. Mm-hmm. And and then there's a, a few little oddball twists to this. Like okay. in most of in most of our games, like like if you go in soccer and you shoot it on goal and it bounces off the goalpost, it's still in play as long as it stays in the field of play. Mm-hmm. For Aussie rules, if that ball hits the goalpost, play stops. Mm. And it, if it hits the tall goalpost, it's one point. Okay. If it hits the outside behind points, here's where it gets a little odd. If mm. it hits the outside behind post on the full or in the air, mm-hmm. it is actually called out on the full, which is a turnover. And the other team, the team that didn't kick it, now mm-hmm. gets the ball. Now, where do they get that ball at? They would get that ball right next to that post, just on the inside of the, the goalpost. Okay. The outside of the goalpost. So it'd be like, here's the goalpost. Mm-hmm. Here's kind of the behind zone. Mm-hmm. They would give the free kick on the outside of the goalpost. Okay. Now, free kits also happen when a ball is either kicked or passed or handballed 15 meters down the field. Only kicked. Only kicked. Only kicked. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that's called a mark. Yep. It's called, a, called mark. a mark. So, and that's called a mark. with a mark, one of my favorite terms is one that you, like, I, I knew what it was. I knew what the action was, but I didn't know the term. But one of my favorite terms is specky mark, which is except. Uh, with is it's pretty much shortened for spectacular mark and so mm-hmm. can we explain what the mark is can we break that um, down like i said the, the mark is basically if, if you kick past to a teammate as long as it goes 15 meters or about 16 yards per mm-hmm. se something a little bit more like any american football like you know 16 16 yards basically mm-hmm. if you kick past to a teammate in the air and they catch it they then get a free kick there the opponent cannot tackle them the opponent has to stand where that ball was caught you can back up as far as you want but you've got 10 seconds to now get rid or pass the ball Mm. after 10 seconds if you haven't done anything and the referee says well i'm tired of this he yells play on as loud as he can and now the tackler can come tackle you you have to get rid of the ball Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that's kind of that specky mark prototypical australians they love to cut things in half and just throw Mm -hmm. an ie on it short for spectacular mark they also use words called a hanger or or i can't remember there's one of there's one other one that they say is a screamer screamer are the three different yep screamer are the three different terms that they use for that and basically what that is is you are perfectly legal as long as you are playing the football mm. to jump on somebody's back to catch the ball and now that perfectly is perfectly legal that's one of the craziest plays i think that's probably one of the more um i guess shocking things to see as a new fan to it because you'll see guys fully grown like these are pretty big people that their athletes mm-hmm. are large but you'll see a guy jump on to another guy's shoulders and catch the ball over him and take mm-hmm. these huge hits too especially like mm-hmm. some of these guys really sacrifice themselves when going out for the ball yeah and that's it's kind of one of those it's it takes a lot of practice. They actually have specifically made kind of like uh, tackling dummies mm-hmm. to let these guys practice, but they are literally insane. Like I've actually, I actually one time tried it and it is, it's so hard to time because you have to jump at just the right time. Because mm-hmm. if you jump and you run into somebody and you don't play the ball at all, like mm-hmm. you don't touch it, you don't come close. That's a turnover. And the person who you just jumped on, it's their free kick now. They call mm-hmm. it an unrealistic attempt. Okay. You have to be able to play the ball. So if you jump up and you you like go to grab it and it bounces off your hands, bounces away, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you knock that guy out, perfectly legal. And, and, and unfortunately, 
I know it's the Australians. <laughs> they do everything in an extreme. It's Aussies kind of are funny. awesome, man. <laughs> but you, you literally, I've literally seen games where a guy will get a knee right in the back of the skull mm-hmm. as a guy's taking it, as a guy's taking a specky on top of him, and that guy is out, and they have to cart him off, and another guy just comes right back in, not a problem. Or I've even seen those guys; they'll get up, they're kind of wobbly, mm-hmm. they'll come off. Fifteen minutes later, they're back on. I mean, it, the Aussies are kind of nuts. Well, that part of the world, if, we, if I want to just group in Aussies and Kiwis and with New Zealanders too, there are some crazy people. Like, if I know it, it's just it's rugby, but their athletes are crazy. Like, I saw a story: a dude got a fat, like giant cut on his quad. He himself went to the sideline, stitched it up, and then went back in the same game. So those Aussies and, and Kiwis too, they are crazy. <laughs> and the crazy part about it is they don't like each other. <laughs> no, they, well, it, it, one it of the best inter- sporting rivalries. Right? Well, I would say yeah. the, easily one of the best sporting rivalries in the world is in rugby. It's the Australian rugby team and the New Zealand All Blacks. The Wallabies and the All Blacks. Yep, that's it. That's in rugby union is where they where they get, usually play some of their best games. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are. Those are some of the good ones. That in South Africa and the in the mm-hmm. in the um, in the Tri Nations when they play each other is, is always that's some fun rugby to watch. Now, even there's there's a little bit of hatred between them. Do we see very many uh, Kiwis playing in the AFL? Not many. It's unfortunately with the Australians sometimes that they're very much protective of their game. Mm. Um, like Mason Cox, when he went down there, I mean, literally, it was just kind of a, a shot in the dark yeah. for him. And he did his first handball, and there's actually a quote. There's like a there's a documentary that's actually on YouTube. It's quite interesting. You okay. hear Buckley, their coach, even say, he says his first handball went three feet over his head and another five feet behind him. And he's like, if this is what we're starting off with, I'm not sure this is going to work. <laughs> and he continued to play in kind of the lower leagues, and when he first started making it off, he could not, he could not get his footing in the league. Mm-hmm. And then 2017 happens, and he goes absolutely bananas in a semifinal, and he's taking hangers, he's kicking goals to the point where Collingwood fans are chanting USA <laughs> in the stands. It, you can literally, like, if, if you ever get a chance to go and watch USA mm-hmm. NFL, watch that game. Because in that quarter, literally, the the announcer on the sidelines is literally saying they are chanting USA, and there's a USA flag behind one of the goals Man. being waved each and every time he scores. It That's is insane. Wild. That's yep. That uh, yeah, I have to go watch that as soon as we're done here. I guess. Yeah, I'll, I I think I I could probably I could probably YouTube you the the link. Oh cool! Uh, if you to, if you link that, that to me, I'll link that and this stuff too, so all of you guys listening can go check that out. Because man, I get a little goosebumps just by hearing about that. If oh, we yeah, want to talk about the fans for a second, Australian fans are crazy and everything, but mm-hmm. they love their AFL. Man, right now their stadiums are on like twenty five percent capacity, but they still mm-hmm. get loud. And then I've watched games with with full crowds, and it's it's roaring. It's it sounds like I guess uh, for the American or for like my typical viewer, watching a really good college game like the teams like um, Ohio State, Wisconsin, um, Virginia Tech, those kind of fans, but like another tier above that. There is between. Well, the other thing, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. It's like between the the, the flag waving, the chanting. 
just the, the constant screaming it's it's awesome well the, the biggest difference i think between kind of the usa fan and the australian fan and it's kind of the same thing with europe a little bit too is is that with with usa we're used to an owner we're used to a billion dollar guy throwing mm-hmm. down a ton of money to be able to do everything mm-hmm. in australia it's a little bit different um they have what they call memberships mm. so because you're a fan of a team you can literally and even even us in the international realm um, mm-hmm. if you go on their websites any of the teams like if you you decide to be like you said you you're, you're really looking at kind of supporting gws oh yeah if you go, to, go on gws's website you can actually find international memberships you pay a little bit of money mm-hmm. but you get like a scarf you get a membership tag you get all this cool stuff like i'm i'm a, I'm a member of the sydney swan Mm-hmm. I have been a member since 2016 and I have never regretted it. I get a hat every year. I get an interactive, like a card, different stuff like that. There's a, there's a, um, an app where uh-huh. I can actually watch the games live in case they're not on TV. Like there for a while before we had all this, mm-hmm. um, it's called the watch AFL app yep. and connected to this international membership. I then get a code and then I get that app and that's as included. Well. Oh, Yes. Yes, so I can literally watch the games anytime I want. It is on demand. Mm-hmm. So, like this morning, my Swans played at two thirty. But if I didn't decide to feel like waking up, uh-huh. I could wait until this afternoon and watch the entire game in its entirety without commercials anytime wow. I want. Well, yep. now it, once it has uh, the entire once, season. Ooh, once that Patriot hits tomorrow morning, I might have a decision to make. <laughs> uh, and, and each each team's different. Some teams, uh-huh. I mine was the all together because it paid for the watch AFL app and then mm-hmm. the membership as well. I, just, I got a hat, a scarf. Um, one year I got a cooler, like Ooh. a liter, like a mini cooler. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it has membership. Um, I get a hat that has uh-huh. a membership tag on the side, which is awesome. I got a key chain. You get a keychain. Um, you get like a special magazine, you get a special marker that mm-hmm. kind of says your name on it with your membership. Okay. And with some of them, um, after a certain amount of years, you get like certificates and different stuff like that. And then I know for, at least with the swans, there's what they call the swan shop. And mm-hmm. I get a free, I get 10% off, um, merchandise as a member. Wow. That's so a it, good so deal. It, exactly. Now it, it costs a little bit to mm-hmm. ship, um, I actually you know, it's only coming stuff. from Australia, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just say, just say I paid I paid sixty dollars just to have it shipped here, but I spent enough; it was kind of worth it. Mm-hmm. And with the exchange rate, it, I got a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, the, the U.S. dollar is uh, stronger than than the Australian was with the Australian dollar. Yep, yep, it's the Australian dollar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the last time when I when I purchased. Like I said, I kind of splurged on myself for my birthday. <laughs> Um, oh, I there's nothing wrong with that at all. Well, especially when you when you pay four hundred in Aussie dollars, I paid four hundred and thirty dollars in American dollars. Mm-hmm. I paid just under two seventy five. Oh, that's not bad. Yep, and I got it shipped, and I got it shipped right here, and it came within about a week and a half. So it was, and it, I have several T-shirts. I got mm-hmm. like a sweatshirt, a beanie. I got all sorts of like Dude, I'm. You're one yeah. hell of ad campaign for the AFL. They need to hire you real quick for the marketing. <laughs> Well, and the funny thing is, I've I've used the roost I've used actually used the rooster page uh, to actually help another person get a membership. There's a um, one person that I ran into that was a, turned into a massive Geelong Cats fan, mm-hmm. and I and I had actually communicated with him with the Twitter app, and I'm like, hey, did you know that there's international memberships where you can get like 
stuff for free. Well, mm-hmm. not for free, but yeah. you pay your membership and you get it. And all of a sudden I saw like the last couple of weeks, he got his membership pack in the mail. He's got like a Geelong scarf and everything. Ooh. And those yep. scarves so, are pretty nice too. Oh yeah. And they're, they're really cool. Uh, just the, the cool little things that they yeah. do. And, and I think the, it's a little bit different. Like the memberships there, they mm-hmm. actually get like tickets to the game. Like yeah. you pay like a certain amount of money. So you it's, get a it's guaranteed almost like, ticket. it's almost like a season ticket holder, but mm-hmm. In, in, in like for the NFL or for most season places, you'll get like a couple things, but it's really mostly just that ticket. But they really take it a step up. So hey, NFL, mm-hmm. NBA, MLB, NHL, you know, you guys might have to step it up a little bit, right? <laughs> it's and it's just it's absolutely awesome. But that's awesome. Basically, those memberships pay the clubs, like they pay for the players. Mm-hmm. They they pay for literally. It is the the. The fans own the team, kind of. So I mean, it's almost why... like the Green Bay Packers, how they don't Basically. have an actual owner. It's exactly. technically owned by the public, mm-hmm. but yep. that's, and that's every team. Yep. And, I mean, they're still subsidized by the league. I mean, yeah. the league makes a ton of money. I mean, the one thing about the Watch AFL app, and then they're they're run by Free to Air TV. There are a couple of news stations that Free to Air their games, and then there's Fox Footy, mm-hmm. which is basically their version of Fox Sports yep. here in the states. And they play all the footy games, so they, they get some pretty good revenue out of that. And mm-hmm. right now, with well, all the their COVID stadiums issues, must be huge. So like, I get how much do you think a full capacity crowd is like the, the average stadium? How many people? It, it, you... de- it depends on the stadium. The MCG can hold up to one hundred thousand people. Wow. Yep. And um, who plays our, there? That is where that is in Victoria. Okay. Uh, that's in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where Richmond. Melbourne, St. Kilda. Well, St. Kilda actually plays at what they call Marvel Stadium now. Yeah, Disney oh, kind of. That's right. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Um, that's called Marvel Marvel Stadium. Yeah, I've seen Melbourne. that um, for a, yep. a, a UFC event. Was yep. hosted in, in in the Marvel Arena or Stadium, one of them too. Yeah, it, it was it was Eddie had, and then kind of Marvel bought it, mm-hmm. and now Marvel. So it's got like all sorts of superheroes everywhere. <laughs> but those are the those are the two main stadiums in mm-hmm. in Victoria. So not we every have, team has their own stadium, like no, uh, it, like a football team Melbourne here in the states does. Okay. Yeah, not the Melbourne teams. The outer the outer state teams, um, uh, South Australia, which has both Adelaide teams, they both play in the same place. It's mm-hmm. kind of like New York Giants, New York Jets. They both play at Giant Stadium. That's Adelaide. The Adelaide Oval holds fifty five thousand. Okay. And that's for Port and Adelaide. Mm-hmm. There's Optus Stadium, which is really brand new it's only like four years old it holds almost seventy thousand, mm. and that's the western australian teams of west coast and Fremantle. okay then you have gold coast which is like thirty-five thousand. and that they only have gold coast brisbane plays at what they call the gaba mm-hmm. and that's i think another 50 and then you have Metricon Stadium, which is where the GWS your GWS Giants play, and then the Sydney Cricket Ground, which the SCG, which is where Sydney plays, mm-hmm. and that's about another sixty-five. So most of them are at least forty to fifty. So you're you're talking a good college football size crowd. Mm-hmm. The Optus Stadium and then MCG are the two biggest in the country with sixty-five and then a hundred thousand. That's why every year, normally, when COVID isn't going absolutely bonkers, (laughs) 
normally the the grand final or basically what the easiest way to equivalent is the Super Bowl of Australia is mm-hmm. the AFL grand final. Every year it is played at the MCG and it is sold out every year. Shocker. You cannot find a ticket. Mm-hmm. Like the Super Bowl, I guess, where it's like sold out pretty much for the next 50 yeah. years. Yep, a hundred, basically almost a hundred thousand people almost every year at the grand final, and like I said, it's it's literally awesome. like our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But the only difference is, unlike our Super Bowl, that it moves around. Theirs is, it's there now. It's this there. year, not so much. Victoria <laughs> is literally ravaged right now with COVID, mm-hmm. so right now the Queensland government is keeping the league alive. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> with Victoria absolutely ravaged. All yeah. the teams have basically been shipped up to Queensland mm-hmm. or Western Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, they're literally playing all the games, either the GABA in Brisbane at Metricon Stadium at the Gold Coast or mm-hmm. in, or an Optus Stadium out in the West Coast. So we're crossing our fingers right now that none of those states get any issues or then the mm-hmm. season's over. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the scary part. And it's also the reason why last Thursday started 22 consecutive days where there'll be at least one game yeah they've been promoting the hell out of that over on them mm-hmm. uh, on their twitter and then yep. part yep. of that so they call um kind of like rounds they have like rounds mm-hmm. uh, for for the games can we explain that a little bit because it's it, it throws basic, some people off yeah it's just basically it's it's a switch round with like nfl's week mm that's basically all it is it's they just use a different word that's basically all it is the round is who you play that particular weekend now normally in a normal circumstance they play thursday to sunday Mm. so that's when all the games are again with covid kind of ravaging and only having so many grounds and so many places they can play Mm -hmm. that's why they basically they're trying to compress everything in case there's any issues Mm. if there is any kind of outbreak Mm -hmm. we've crossed our fingers there's only been one but we're really thinking it was a false positive with Essendon. Okay. It was about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Connor McKenna, who's actually Irish, um, his test came up positive. So they were supposed to play Melbourne that day or the day after. So mm-hmm. they canceled the game and they were like trying to contact trace to do everything. So basically they shut those two teams have actually played one last game because of that. Mm. But then two days later, they retested Connor McKenna again and he was clean nothing so there's a lot of people there for a while that think they probably had a false positive Mm -hmm. which is great because then that means they still they have never they have not had a single positive test yet in the entire afl dang they're doing a really good job with that like yes knock on wood right now the nhl is also doing a great job with that too the only problem with that though is is that now they've they've moved everybody out of melbourne and and Mm -hmm. a lot of the family members moved up and they're having a lot of problems with breaches they're having people like basically they kind of have them on lockdown. They don't want them going out and, and risking. Yeah, so anything. they pretty much have a bubble there too. It kind so of. It's it's, it's not, almost like yeah. they're almost in the in the NHL NBA stuff where there's a legit bubble, and then mm. almost they're like in between that and the MLB how they're trying to get people to stay home, but mm. unless you're the St. Louis Cardinals, Miami Marlins, you go to the casinos and strip clubs. So uh, well, well and the other the other thing too is as you kind of saw watching some of the games is is South Australia, Western Australia, and the new and and and, um, and the uh, Northern Territories, which mm-hmm. actually doesn't have a team, mm-hmm. they have not had any cases in over a month. Mm-hmm. So they're clean, 
Mm -hmm. The problem is, is their governments are like, yeah, we're not taking any risk. So they're like, what they're basically doing is they're sending teams into Western Australia and they are quarantining for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So they're basically playing one game with two teams that have quarantined where no fans can be in the stands. The only people that can be in there are members of the staff. Mm -hmm. And then once they've done the quarantine week, then the next week, then fans can come to the games. Usually, that's when they play the Western Australian teams. Okay, like Sydney and GWS. Sydney and GWS will mm-hmm. actually play each other in Western Australia next. I think it's next Thursday, mm-hmm. and there will be no fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. But then GWS will play West Coast, and Sydney will play Fremantle, and in both of those games, fans will then be allowed into the stands. So th- they are really, really, really stringent. I mean, they literally find. One, two, at least four clubs in the last week up to $35,000 or more mm-hmm. for breaches. Like Dang. one wife of one player went to a spa to get like her hair done. Mm-hmm. She got literally the club got fined $35,000 because she did that. And the only reason they found out is she put it on Snapchat. Oh my. <laughs> yep. She put it on Snapchat. Somebody found out about it. A, a journalist put it out there. Oh, the AFL was not happy. They yeah. find him. Then they fight. Then the crazy part is they fired that. Um, they fired that journalist because he put the person's name, the the wife's name, in the article. But people got mad because she put it out herself, uh-huh. and several other indications that were not connected to the AFL uh-huh. had done it as well. So there That's was a huge uproar, and the guy got his job back. Uh-huh. But That's there was just there's, there's a lot of drama about it. There was one. There was one. Man, how do you stay North- like 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 up to date on all this stuff that's happening on the other side of the world? Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got some recommendations. AFL dot com dot au is is their website, so okay. that's the easiest way to kind of keep track of that. I listen to two podcasts that are actually out of Melbourne. One okay. is their radio show. Like if you do radio shows in the morning, it's talk radio. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of people talking. It's called the Hot Breakfast. It is done by Eddie McGuire, who's actually the president of Collingwood, a former Western Bulldogs um, um, player. Um, oh, my God. I can only think of his nickname is Darcy. is Darce. Um, but basically, they do a morning show, and they do kind of the morning show stuff. They talk about the weather. They talk about what's going on, the mm-hmm. COVID updates. But they almost always, during footy season, have updates. So they're talking about what's going on okay. and all that. And then I listen to another one that's basically kind of your afternoon drive home. It's called The Rush Hour. And mm. it's your, basically your afternoon. And it's Both shows very appropriately named. Yes. And <laughs> both shows are, shall we say, rather lenient on verbiage. Mm. So there's the occasional four-letter word that mm. drops out, which are absolutely hilarious, especially in an Australian accent. Oh. I love, um, Aussie, Aussie profanity is easily one of my favorite things to listen to. There's, yeah, there's I can, nothing like it. And I can, and I can send you, I can send you the links on, I can put it up on Twitter. I can, cool. I can send that to you guys. I'll, I'll that retweet has, that, that so everyone can see those. that. But, but if you want to hear the Australian accent, you want to kind of hear what they I mean, and it's mm-hmm. hilarious sometimes to hear them kind of laugh at us here in the states a little mm-hmm. bit i mean they, they take pot shots it's oh, hilarious yeah. well even i love it me. um i got lucky and like one of the ways i kind of got into this sport even more is in my apartment building we it um so like i'm a student at boise state university there is a mm-hmm. um, student that that lives here did play baseball um, at boise state but he's from perth 
And so mm-hmm. he was gonna give me a little more to this and then just talking about like the, the I guess the insider Aussie stuff and like their kind yeah. of jokes and Aussies are funny as hell. <laughs> oh yeah. And and they're they 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 are not they don't hold back. No. But they, they but the best thing is is that they can give you a ton they can give you a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. but they do it in a manner that is the least bit like aggressive. It, right? it is purely joking. I mean, yes. my, my thing is, is that I listen to so many of them. You start getting some of their slang mm-hmm. and some of it is comical <laughs> because I will start using it. Like I'll, I'll throw out one here is to whinge. And that to is whinge. to complain. Mm. Like if you, like you'll hear it sometimes they're like, Oh, he's just whinging. Will you shut up and stop whinging? <laughs> that is to complain and no one knows where where these words come from <laughs> they're just they're just random ones like i mean they're like one of my favorites like going to footy like footy knowledge mm-hmm. you'll hear this all the time you listen to it is is what we call a stiff arm mm-hmm. they call a don't argue don't argue <laughs> a don't argue and if you ever watch richmond watch dusty martin he dusty basically martin. looks like he basically looks like if you took a hard rocker, like a death metal heavy rocker, yeah. and made him a, an Aussie Rules football player. <laughs> he is tattooed everywhere uh-huh. and has a mohawk right down the center of his Hell head. Hell yes. And and he is one of the best players in the league, bar none. Absolutely insane. And his favorite move is the Don't Argue. Don't Argue. I love. He well, loves it. It feels like the the names of some stuff is like stuff you'd say while doing it. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't and then, argue. We'll we'll do another one. A fresh airy. Fresh airy. Any idea what that might be? What is a fresh airy? I think I might have an idea, but what what is it? <laughs> a fresh airy is basically uh, you know when you play baseball and somebody throws a fastball and you don't even come near it, you yep. swing right through it. This is a fresh airy is like if you did that trying to kick the footy. Mm, so like if you a, try to drop the footy, you try to kick it. Yep, a whiff. A whiff. So while we're on these, I actually have the um, you brought your some um, like we we're talking about. But I brought some of my um, slang and some of these this verbiage. Um, mm-hmm. And so let's just get into this, some of this while we're on the topic. So we yes. went over specky mark. Which is mm-hmm. all these all these words are they're fun to say to be honest. Oh like, yeah, specky mark it's fun. A footy is just a really easy way and kind of a fun way to, to refer to the sport. Um, one of the ones I saw was ball burster. So uh, almost like a, a massive kick, uh, a torpedo punt. Um, mm-hmm. and it travels typically around seventy meters, but it's a ball burster. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the ways, um, one of the things that I guess we call it, we've heard, you know, throw it back to Pat McAfee. Um, in football, if you hit a banger of a punt, you call it a, a piss missile. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a ball burster. <laughs> yep. And, and then, like, some, some, of the, some of my favorite ones that I like is um, a shaka. Shaka. A shaka. So, so not it's not, like not having, one of these, not one of these no, you throw up. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a shocker. You're having a shocker of a game. It's a bad game. Like you're having mm. a horrible performance. Like you have not played very well at all. And then I kind of showed you. That's called the footy. Um, you call it the footy or the, mm-hmm. Sharon, the Sharon. Because that's the yep. That's the name of it. Uh, let's see. Um, a clanger. Mm. Clanger. I had that one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, a that, clanger. That one's pretty good. A is, clanger. C L A N G E R. Now the clanger is a uh, unforced error. Yeah. Um, so basic, kind of like what happens oh, yeah. with that? It's a mess up or a 
cuff, as some would say, depending on how you how you want to how you want to use it. Just a bad play. Just call it a clanger. Yep. And then um So like someone goes up for a specky mark and they miss, would you call that a clanger? It depends. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you make it look good, you're probably (laughs) not. I basically easiest way is like if you're standing in front of goal and there's no way you should miss and you kick it out on the hole, meaning you completely miss it and it goes nowhere near, that's a clanger. I like in it. fact you could probably if you go on youtube sometimes you can actually find top 10 clangers of the year and some of them are hilarious another another good one kind of mm-hmm. going off that is the falcon yeah i saw <laughs> this is part of my list i love the falcon so the a falcon, falcon is pretty much when you could um take a ball right to the noggin yep. um and yep. do do we know like why it's called a falcon do australians get attacked by falcons I don't think so. I mean, they're they're most common ones. If you get attacked by a bird, it's, it's the magpie, yeah. which is the, the nickname of Collingwood. Is magpies are known to swoop because mm-hmm. they defend their nest a lot. So mm-hmm. there's there's constantly videos of magpies like attacking people on bikes and different stuff like that. Now, obviously, magpies attack uh, attack a footy player on the pitch. Not really. Most <laughs> of the times, you're going to see birds. You're going to see them in MC. You're going to see the MCG, and you'll get the seagulls mm. or pigeons. I actually, mm-hmm. in one video I saw, Collingwood was playing Richmond, and one of the player goes to the bounce because you have to bounce it after a certain distance, which okay. is quite entertaining sometimes. Oh, I see that. that. Where it's like um, people, like you're running, it's like it looks like about yep. 5 to 10 meters, and they like it's almost like a dribble. They throw the ball down, mm-hmm. bounce it back to themselves, which yep. probably looks like it takes a lot more skill. They probably make it look really easy. It, it, it takes a lot to master because mm-hmm. unlike a basketball dribble, you don't flex your wrist. You kind of have to flat hand mm-hmm. because you're shoving the farthest part of the ball away from you yep. to the ground. So it'll kick back up mm-hmm. because of the odd shape of the ball. I mean, you can see it like mm-hmm. watching a game. That ball takes some weird bounces. Yeah, it does. But you it, could be like running a, at it. It's like, like a football. I got it. I got it. And it right turns on you big time. Mm-hmm. See that and a lot that of football. Happens. I think like a lot of people like me that play football, we've tried to bounce it to ourselves. It might be a little harder with the football because it's a lot more sharp, but it, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. No. And then just some of, some of the ones that are a little there, they don't have any kind of funky one like um, mm-hmm. a spoil. A spoil. Have you heard of a spoil? I have not heard of a spoil. Is okay. that like spoil. when someone kind of ruins a play for someone? Basically, the easiest way to say that is is that when you like pass it to a teammate, like a, like if I try to kick pass it to a teammate mm-hmm. and his defender comes in and fists it away so you can't catch it and mark mm-hmm. it, that's called a spoil. That's spoiling the mark. So so that you'll hear that all the time. Um, kind of a cool one if, if you watch some of the highlight videos, mm-hmm. a check side or a banana. A banana is it? It's a kick. It's a, the check okay. side or banana kick. Okay. Any guesses on what you think that might be? Is that... I'm th- I'm guessing that's like when they're kind of near the the boundary and they kind of curve a kick to make it through the goalpost. Yep, that's Ooh, exactly there we right. Go. Yep, point yep. for me. The, most most in Victoria use the banana, but mm-hmm. South Australia kind of there's enough announcers from South Australia that call it the check side. Mm. I, I'm not exactly sure why it's called that. But basically, yeah, it's it's where they're on an extreme angle and they use kind of centrifugal force, kicking the ball, and it curves. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some that are extreme. I mean, it, I literally, there's one comment one time I heard in a, in a highlight. It says that defies physics. <laughs> some of the I've so, seen, I, I've seen some of those kicks you're talking about. 
they're wicked uh like um or like either they curve it or the ones that are like this extreme angle like they have like this tiny tiny window that actually will make it in between the goalposts and they nail it some of those kicks are crazy because Mm -hmm. the only way to score in australian football is by kicking the ball there are no Mm -hmm. like rugby there's no touches there's um you can't run it through the goalposts everything has to be kicked Oh, you can run it through, but that's yeah. normally what defenders do to call what they call a rush behind. It's basically okay. it's giving up a point to mm-hmm. get the ball because if you give up a behind, you get to kick the ball out mm-hmm. from the little square that's in between the goalposts. Okay, so it's they almost can, like a safety. Basically, it's kind of like it's you're giving up a point, so then you can get the ball. Mm-hmm. So and it, now it's difficult because you're now having to go the entire length of the field to score. Yeah. So it's not it's it's one of those I'm giving up a point so I can get the ball, but I'm still taking a tiny bit of a risk because mm-hmm. if my kick-in guy messes up and the other team marks it, now they get another shot at goal. This could be a seven-point situation mm-hmm. where they get a point and now they get a goal because you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is one of those where it's like you give up the point just because you want to get the mm-hmm. footy back, but sometimes sometimes it kind of goes against. And then another one one thing mm-hmm. about the, the AFL, and I think it probably we could talk a little bit more about the USAFL if you wanted to, is mm-hmm. one unique rule that I love. It's called the father-son rule. Father-son rule. Yep. Players that have played 100 games for a club, their son, if he decides to play footy, can nominate to play for that club. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's... It, it basic, basically the equivalency of, is is that take one of your favorite players that's played in the NFL and maybe mm-hmm. they played 50 NFL games. Mm-hmm. If their son, like say Emmett Smith's son for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, if his son got really really good and wanted to play professional football, literally there is a rule that if he wanted to, he could play for the Dallas Cowboys if he wants to. That's his choice that's kind of cool. so it's almost does, like ken griffey and ken griffey jr basically yeah, yeah. and then their draft but is really really funky because okay. because of that you can mm-hmm. actually bid for players and they also have um basically uh academies kind of mm-hmm. like professional soccer uh, in europe you have academies where you have kids that are 15 16 years old yeah they sign like a an academy contract and if they want they can play but with this is you have an academy and then if you want to play for your academy's pro team so mm-hmm. say there's an academy kid who's for GWS he can nominate GWS as the team he wants to go to so then in the draft if another team wants to draft him mm-hmm. they can trade draft picks to get that by a point system okay it, it, it is it is a mind and it literally it blows my mind i feel like we have to take an hour to fully break that whole process down oh yeah <laughs> like the easiest way to say it would be is the first the first overall pick is 300 points each pick after that is a one point increment down so two okay. is 299 so on so forth so then they could use a couple of picks later on if it equals up to 300 and that number one kid is their academy kid? They can trade those picks. Mm. Now they don't get those picks, but they get that kid. Huh. So it's a little, it's a little imbalanced at times because yeah. sometimes you can get one of like GWS really got a lot of really good players because they had their academy set up and then they got a lot of first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. So you kind of picked one of those teams that you would think should be a 
flag contender because mm-hmm. they've got so many. The problem is they can't keep them all because they have a salary cap too, and their mm-hmm. their pay scale is way different than ours. Okay. The most expensive player in the entire AFL makes about one point two million total. Hmm. Yeah, that's... that is the most expensive player. That's not very much. <laughs> well, yep. well, especially in terms after you see Patrick Mahomes signed a five hundred million dollar contract. Literally 500 years. times <laughs> more than any contract that the AFL has ever had. This is true. But you also got to look at it, too, is they've got about a third of the population. Yeah. They don't have the pure finances that the U.S. and still with private, o- with private mm-hmm. ownership, you've got a ton oh, more money coming of through. Of course. And you're talking, you're talking 10, 15, 20 billion dollars mm-hmm. where the AFL – the most max their profits out maybe a billion dollars and and then that's spread out amongst the teams and with no private owners you have the kind of the club members mm-hmm. owning it with the afl kind of bankrolling it it's it's a completely different animal so so the, the athletes why. in the afl they're not they're not mega like rich players like the ones in america could be not not normally mm-hmm. I, a lot of them i mean like, of course they're still probably living comfortably but they're not yeah. tens of millions depending of dollars where a year. They want to live too. Yeah. And depending on where they want mm-hmm. to live too. Yeah. I mean, some Melbourne, Sydney are a little bit more expensive than say Perth or Gold Coast. So mm-hmm. for those a little bit, plus you also got to look at it too, is it's kind of like New York, like the New York Yankees in baseball. I mean, if you're a New York Yankee and you're walking around, you've got paparazzi everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's basically Melbourne mm. for all of the Melbourne teams. Where you go up to Sydney and Queensland, New South Wales, Sydney and Queensland, their rugby nations, they don't give as much of a care to it. It'd basically mm-hmm. be the equivalency of Tampa Bay to the New York Yankees. There's a completely different fishbowl than yeah. that, and you're not as focused. So mm-hmm. there have been players that have left for Sydney and GWS and Brisbane because they're tired of they walk out, oh my gosh, it's this person, and then 10 million paparazzi from footy mad melbourne are all over them so <laughs> so they may not have the same financial power but in terms of celebrity status they are almost unrivaled yeah let's just safe to say the melbourne papers about eight pages of the 10 pages are about footy during the footy season <laughs> now yeah, it, it's, it, it's kind of nuts now although i will say that i haven't actually read the newspaper for quite some time now but when i did because there was a point in time where i did um you see like a page per sport mm-hmm. so yep. like, when i was trying to like when i was talking with um my australian buddy um i was tra- trying to get like a, a, a almost like an idea in my mind of just how popular i guess um the afl really is in australia so i was like what's it like compared to rugby and he was like oh, it, it doesn't compare mate <laughs> at least in, in most places like australians love their footy mm-hmm. it, like it's, i guess I americans we can say we love football um the whole country almost shuts down on super bowl sunday but um it's it's our fan like we have high, really good fans for like sports mm-hmm. here but as a one sport that one country gets behind there is almost nothing like footy unless you're talking soccer and some other um european nations or like brazil and stuff like that there's there's one thing that I love about Australians is they find any way to take a national holiday. Mm-hmm. The Friday before the grand final, mm-hmm. no work, nobody works. 
not in not in Victoria, not in South Australia, not in Western Australia. It is a national holiday. Now, what day the does Friday, the, does it take place on? Does it take place normally, on Saturday? Norm, normally, the normally. grand final will be at least here. Mm-hmm. It will be a Friday night. Mm-hmm. For them, it's a Saturday afternoon. It's normally okay. about a one p.m. ish Australian Eastern Standard Time. For mm-hmm. here, like you're in the mountain time zone so your game it would the game would probably start normally about 10 o'clock 10 35 your time about 11 35 with me here in iowa in the central mm-hmm. time zone so like people in the east coast they're getting it at midnight the west coast get it at nine so the west coast and you guys are are kind of in prime oh, it's yeah. not too late you can stay up all the way and oh, you don't have any problems sure. normally most of the usa teams have what we call grand final parties mm-hmm. and we try to get together for fundraising and kind yeah. of just so the east coast team some and and even us in the central have problems because if we want to do it at a bar the bars close at two o'clock right. the game's not done yet so like halftime halftime so is like the super bowl it's like an hour and a half so the game ends at like 3 30 in the morning time of the year does this normally take place in the the, the regular season for the afl starts usually mid-march 14th 21st in that area mm-hmm. and it ends the last saturday in september or the first saturday in october depending on how kind of the, the week the, so we're the kind of getting close we're kind of getting yeah close. well the only problem is is that with covid they shut down for six weeks oh. so they're a little bit behind okay. they did compress normally there's 22 game schedule mm-hmm. this year it's only 17 because literally mm-hmm. normally it's 22 where you play everybody once now are those weekly games like like nfl yeah. Just like NFL, you play one game a week. Okay. Now, like I said, they compressed the schedule this year because mm-hmm. of COVID and all yeah. that stuff. Like so other this sports year, like baseball is, and stuff like that. This year, they chopped off all the second games with anybody. So you literally mm-hmm. will play everybody once. Mm-hmm. You play everybody in the league once. And then the top eight teams make the playoffs mm-hmm. or the finals, as they call them. Okay. Here's where things get interesting because their playoff format is kind of interesting the top four teams four plays one two plays three the loser of that is still alive the winners go to the semifinals or the preliminary finals as they mm-hmm. call it in australia okay the five eight six seven games is an elimination game you lose you're out wow the winners of those games then uh-huh. play the losers of a one four two three uh-huh the winners of those games then flip sides of the bracket to the opposite side uh-huh. That way, four and one don't play each other again. Yeah. So basically, you actually could have the equivalent of if three beat two, and then two beats the elimination game, uh-huh. one and two could play in the semifinals. No, I, I kind of like that. I, I it, it really is, do like that insane. format. Insane. Well, it's yep, because it if you just make the top four, so in the AFL, they're not broken into divisions or conferences, are they? Nope. They're just one league. One big league. So you take mm-hmm. the top eight of those, but it re- award, rewards you if you get top four. You can lose you a can game. Lose a game and still you... win the whole thing. Yep. I kind of like that. And then, um, but with, but uh-huh. the, but the other bad part is bad is part. That you can also go out in two consecutive games. Mm. Because if you lose the first one and then mm-hmm. you lose against the elimination team as one, you're out. And that would be a little embarrassing too. And it's happened. Oh, I'm sure it has. happened. Oh yeah, sure it has. In the last couple of years, at least one team has been has what they call what is is the two and out. Mm. Yep, or 
yeah, that, that they lost both games. That has to hurt. That's like getting swept in the first round. I, I guess mm-hmm. we can compare it to that. Ooh, and then. So how does like standings work in in leagues like the MLB, in NFL, and NBA? It's all just based on win, wins and losses. Or like mm-hmm. in the NHL, um, you get two points for a win, uh, one point for overtime loss, and it's whoever has the most points at the end mm-hmm. of the season. So how does the AFL do their standings? It's kind of it's kind of a combination of both. There mm-hmm. there is a point system. Okay. Um, a win is four points. Mm-hmm. A draw, which does not happen often, but it does happen where you literally there is no overtime in afl if you get mm-hmm. all four quarters both teams are on 86 four, points. 15 minute quarters yeah basically and, and the scoring is crazy because like just sorry to interrupt you real quick but the scoring no, is no, crazy because it's like a high scoring nfl game we'll see like in the 40s if each team's only score 40 points in the afl that's a pretty bad game you could say for them it's a defensive game depending defensive. on how okay. you see it. And sometimes and sometimes I've seen games played mm-hmm. in monsoons, basically. <laughs> so it happened. Yeah. And one, one time I watched a game between Sydney and Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and it was literally monsoon season. It That's never stopped crazy. raining the entire game. One person kicked the ball. It went 10 meters, hit a puddle, and stopped. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah, so, but so typically you'll probably see like in the 80s. Um, for for points, yeah, sometimes about, break a hundred. I've seen I've seen games that were hundred and ten to ninety five. It just depends on how good the defenses are mm-hmm. and how good the goal kicking is. So can we say uh, the to, to to give it something to compare to? Maybe like an NBA score. Basically, maybe around a, a little around bit, a little bit lower, a little bit lower, a little bit lower, just okay. because of the fact that. The, the ball does move mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I mean, most of these guys, I mean, literally the equivalency I've heard in a video is these guys could kick balls as accurately as NFL quarterbacks can throw them. That's how good some of the, some of these guys can fit yeah. tight window. Those guys are crazy. And hit a guy right on the chest. I mean, and why do you one, think uh, NFL teams are recruiting Australian football players to go punt for them now? One, it, it's because of the drop. The drop punch is much more accurate when mm-hmm. it comes to kicking. The torpedo, which is what most NFL punters do, is it, you're mm-hmm. using the spiral effect. Yeah. But the drop punt, where you're dropping it vertically and you're mm-hmm. kicking the, the, the thicker part of the ball, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier to manipulate where you want it. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're starting to see a lot of Oz kick, a lot of kickers coming from Australia mm-hmm. because their AFL is kind of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. Everybody plays it. I mean. What we would consider baseball playing catch with your dad Everyone. for them it's kicking it's kicking the footy and the crazy them, thing about it's... kicking is that it's not like in the nfl where you have one or two guys that are specialists in that that's all they do in the mm-hmm. afl in footy everyone has to be good at kicking mm-hmm. and that's why and like the, best... the nfl doesn't have as much um but the college a lot of times they've been adopting the rollout kicks so they mm-hmm. get more of a balance to it that's what you see in footy a lot mm-hmm and that's kind of that's kind of it too and it's so much easier to direct because you're like i said you're kicking the bigger part of the ball but mm-hmm. the biggest thing with them is is that and the other, kind of the other nice thing about the sport is you don't have to be like in the nba you kind of got to be tall to play yeah and if you're shorter it's a lot harder to play mm-hmm. in the afl if you're shorter it sometimes is a good thing because what you can do is instead of jumping up for a specky mark you can stay down and get what calls a crumb. Like if nobody can catch it and the ball mm-hmm. drops down, hey, you can run, grab it. You can use your little legs to run real fast and you can kick goals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's a, it, the, kind of the nice thing about the game is, is that there is no set standard of what's like a, a typical 
Mm. I mean, there are guys, there are guys running around now in the league that are five foot five. And then you've got guys that are six, 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 seven playing. In the, and it's everything in between. You've got guys like Mad Jack Daw, who is, is a Sudanese thing. He literally looks like he's chipped. He's taken out of granite. I mean, he is like, I mean, he looks like an NFL player. As like an a Aussie linebacker. Ruler. Oh yeah. He looks like, he looks like an NFL player that uh-huh. plays an Aussie Wolf. I mean, he has big arms, strong chest and big guy. And he, he's just as fast as some of them. And then you've got guys like Tommy Papley who plays for Sydney, who's like five, seven, 145 pounds soaking wet, mm-hmm. but he's quick as a hiccup and can kick anything. And that's kind of the good thing about the game is that there is no set standard of, of, player yeah uh when it comes to size and weight and everything like that so it really is kind of this That's amalgamation cool. of, of mm-hmm. like i'm not a small guy mm-hmm. i'm rather big guy but when i played i mean i could go and play full forward to where yeah. i'm kicking the goals because i took a lot of time to learn how to kick mm-hmm. so it's kind of one of those where it's like even with the usa clubs it's like we're not at the elite level of physicality or or conditioning yeah there are a lot of guys that are really good athletes that play this game but there's guys like me, they're average Joe, that got a few extra pounds on it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I do, that go out there and they have a kick because it's a fun game to play. Yeah. And the best part is, is that you get a lot of friends, like especially from my club, is, is we started in 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay? There are still guys on the team now that are playing that were there when I started. Wow. That I'm coaching now, that I know. And we've got guys that are 40 years old. We've got guys that are 25 mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of everything. I mean, that's kind of the best thing about the USAFL is there is no standard for age group. There nope. isn't. Well, one there's 18, year, there's 18 year olds, mm-hmm. there's 50 year olds, there's older guys. I mean, there's guys that have been playing there's for the last 22 years, ever since it started, we've got I'm women impressed. that play. Yeah. You we've guys got have women's, women's leagues. Yep, yep. Yep. We've got women's teams throughout the country. In fact, we have, four or five girls we were kind of starting this slowly a women's program here in des moines okay um that was really kick-started by emily who was kind of our first our first one this mm-hmm. last year a couple of girlfriends and wives you'll get girlfriends wives significant others mm-hmm. that they'll come and join and, and the best part is is that there's no issues i mean our girls train with our guys and our guys are doing everything they can to help the girls get better like i think our girls played better this year because our guys were so willing to help train them, that's and help phenomenal. Teach them. Yeah, and that's kind of the best thing about it is we all we're all what we call it, using the Aussie term mates. We're all mm-hmm. mates. We have become lifelong friends. We've got people that have been in their weddings. I had a wedding reception, and half the roosters showed up to my wedding reception because that's just the way we were. That's, so that's the best kind of part the about any about sports oh, yeah. is crazy, but like um, especially just the Australian football or footy fans they're you, like they're they're a special group like um like uh, i just tweeted something small i mean you guys interacted with it but people really kind of retweeted that interacted with that and stuff like that so that's why partly why I was, i'm so happy to have this conversation because i would love to get into the the i guess the the fan base of, of footy mm-hmm. because it it's arguably one of the best ones in the world without the dedication of the fans and, and, and stuff like that. And so can we, let's just talk, focus on the USAFL real quick. Um, sure. So it's, you, as you mentioned earlier, located everywhere. Um, so what are the best places to find this or how to get involved with the USAFL? Uh, 
of the one of the best places to go is usafl.com that has pretty much everything if you want to find and see if you have a team close to you they've got a club list and that's got every single team in the entire country including the developmental clubs and where they are and contacts that almost all the teams are on social media mm -hmm. facebook twitter instagram many of them have um websites so and we are always always looking out for new people because with this sport being sometimes as physical as it is it's not easy to play this sport for a long period of time so we mm -hmm. are constantly looking for new people we are trying to spread the sport just as much as the guys in australia are and, and the one thing that i love about it is the fact is there is a mateship amongst all of us like i i live in des moines but i can't tell you how many guys i have helped through the twitter find teams in their area like mm -hmm. i've the one one kid I found in Texas is now going to join the Dallas Dingoes when the we get Dingos. back up and running. Yes. Yep, the Dallas Dingoes, one of my favorite ones, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the Fort Lauderdale Fighting Squids. The Fighting Squids, yes. Yep. You know, Seattle just got their yep. hockey team; they got the Kraken, but they have nothing on the yep. Fighting Squids. I love it. I love it. In fact, in fact, you you said you're in Boise. Boise, you, you showed me it was the the Boise startup league, right? There's one that that's yeah, I think small Boise, right Boise's trying to get a club going. I know there's one in Utah, the Warsaw Warhawks. There is the that's Seattle Grizzlies. Name. I, the Warsaw Warhawks. That's a yep, good. There, there's somewhere. I think they're in Salt Lake City. I think they're they're okay. kind of one of the development clubs. The Seattle Grizzlies in Seattle um, and the Portland Steelheads. Mm -hmm are close to you so they're, they're, they're clubs to reach out to the grizz are a good bunch um i i got to know many of them this last nationals um there for a while we were going to play with them in our div four and mm -hmm. kind of nuttiness but i mean you've got teams in sacramento la i have um, uh, a pretty good fear based in the sacramento back where i originally was from can we shout the sacramento team sacramento suns they are a good bunch of guys back they help us this last year at national tournament finished second in division four. We we combined with them. Okay. The Moines Roosters and, and Sacramento Suns combined and we finished second in our division in division four uh, at this last year's national tournament, which was located in Florida in Sarasota. And then every and then normally uh -huh. COVID notwithstanding. Everything every year, with asterisks, like we say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every year normally around the first or second weekend in October we have the national tournament and it's mm -hmm. hosted kind of everywhere, it kind of depends on it. This year was supposed to be in California. Mm. Um unfortunately that has been canceled due to COVID, which the, kind of the, the stinks, season but, has, right? I mean Well, the season not completely. There's still some clubs that are trying to train and there may be a scratch match here, but mm -hmm. officially, yeah, pretty much unfortunately the season is lost, but Hopefully, crossing our fingers that next year all of this has been taken care of. Um, the national tournament will be usually that second week in October. Um, the USAFL will put out where it's at. They try to mm -hmm. put it out at least six months in advance just so everybody – because the biggest thing is for a lot of us, it's travel and everything is on our dime. I mean, yeah. This is, this is a glorified rec league. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see beer league. That's that kind of gives a bad connotation. Yeah, you know, it's a rec league. Australian I mean, you guys are, beer. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been right. around, um, but like I, I was so thankful to have this conversation because I wanted to get into AFL for a while on my show now, which 
and thank you very much, Coach Hess, for, uh, you know, listening in and uh, giving me a lot of good stuff about that. Of course, you know, you watch the podcast anywhere, Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube, anywhere else you get your podcast. Let me get my plug in real quick, www.thefourthalong.com. <laughs> um, I got to check, check out that website. You guys said you had some merch. I may have to check that out. And it sounded pretty cool. I, I, I heard you had face masks. I was we like, do have face masks. Podcast. We do have so face masks. Definitely have to check that out. But I, Go I, Chess, I you're the man. <laughs> I, 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 I work um, kind of data entry. So for uh-huh. me, I, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. That's kind of like if, um, if you need any kind of podcast re- um both american based and usa's you're the man um reach out reach out to me oh yeah um i know there's several there, there's several really good ones um another person if you wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about the usafl mm-hmm. reach out to um the usafl 1997 that's run by brian barish and that he was actually he, get, he is uh-huh. the media he is the media director mm-hmm. for the league yep. and he is a very very good interview great guy out of philadelphia awesome well we're um, supposed to get something done soon so that, he, that's he gonna is, be a lot he of fun. is worth it he is so worth it and he has his own podcast that's that's kind of set up by the usafl mm-hmm. called the marks and stripes podcast marks and stripes and that and that he interviews different people from around the country and he'll get some australians some usas like um kind of going off the the women is mm-hmm. we actually had the first ever usafl based player play in the aflw this year Ooh. in danny marshall who plays for the western bulldogs women's team okay wow so yeah. you guys are starting to get into it that's exactly what i would love to see i'm so happy to have you on um because we can get this going you know kind of help promote me a little bit but this, it's like a help you know you scratch my back i scratch yours a lovely partnership is uh, in the making between fourth and long and the usafl and honestly, I'm super excited about this because um, you guys, love, I'm so thankful that you guys reached out to me. You know, the beautiful Des Moines Rooster, um, you know, Twitter account ran by yours truly. Also has his own personal, but we have the USAFL 1997. Um, plenty of places to reach. I also just follow the normal AFL Twitter account as well. They're putting out like a lot of the fans. We can't watch it. Not everyone wants is as dedicated as you and gets up at two thirty in the morning to watch some footy. Um, I do my best to stay up till about twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and watch what I can when it's on Fox. But at the very least, I watch all the highlights that the AFL posts, which mm-hmm. is also that, a lot of fun. And that's that's really good too because you kind of see some of the really good punts. But if, if you do go on usafl.com, mm-hmm. they have the connection to just the watch AFL app, which is mm. the app I told you kind mm-hmm. of with the membership. Yeah. You can just buy that. If, you, if you're not interested in supporting a team, like if you just want to watch footy, you can actually get just the package. That's that. And like I said, every game is an on demand. So you can watch it anytime. You don't have to worry about commercials, awesome. but the good thing is when you watch it live, you get Australian commercials, which are awesome. Two of my favorite Some commercials in the world are, to my favorite i love the japanese commercials because mm-hmm. i honestly almost never know what, what product they're advertising for but i'm entertained in australian commercials two of the best ones they blow american commercials out of the water bar none <laughs> i love and, it and, and one tip if you're ever if you're ever in australia mm-hmm. and you hear somebody talking about maccas that's mcdonald's yes i've learned some of that because i, I like i follow some australian and kiwi people I've mm-hmm. I've started to pick it up a little bit. Mac, 
Macus. 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 There's no R. No R. Macus. Macus. Yep, it's Macus. I love it. And the other thing too, if if you do decide to go down the wormhole of Twitter, okay, and you make and I I try to warn people about this. If you go, AFL fans, who should I support? Uh huh. I'm gonna warn you right now. (laughs) Half of Australia will contact you. (laughs) <laughs> and every single one of them have a specific reason why well, they're going to tell you to support their club. I know exactly what I'm doing. Comedy. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to have Australia fighting awesome. over, over each other in the Twitter replies. huh? And they're they are quite interesting. I actually one time had, had like 15 retweets because of that, because somebody put out, somebody uh-huh. put out AFL, who should I who should I support? Yep. And I literally I think it was might have even been the Roosters page. I went, just gonna tell you, half of Australia is going to try to contact you to get you to support their club. Just <laughs> warning you. That's it, awesome. It is, it is gold because I mean some of them will use gifts, some of them will yeah, say just they'll use like the, the team club songs. And that's that's another thing too, real quick. Uh-huh. If you listen to the club songs, uh-huh. you'd be surprised how many of them are old school songs that we've heard all the time. St. Kilda, the Saints go marching on. Oh. Open the Saints, go marching in. Yeah. That's their club song. Okay. If you listen if you listen to Sydney, the Sydney Swans, uh-huh. it's the Notre Dame fight song. Really? Mm-hmm. Hawthorne Hawks, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Okay. Yep. Yankee Doodle okay. Dandy. North Melbourne. If, if you and know any choral music, it is the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Wow. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's really many cool. Of them, many of them. Many of them are just their old school songs that have just been adapted with uh-huh. words. And the best part about it is, is that after every game when they win, they sing the song. Dude, that's that's uh, I love a good fight song. Love it in college, high school, it's it's so good. But um, yeah, yeah. Once again, let's just plug you usafl.com. Um, there's afl.au, the um, usafl1997 Twitter, Instagram. The mm-hmm. Des Moines, Iowa team specifically is uh, Des Moines Rooster is uh, Des Moines Roosters on Facebook. It's DM Roosters Forty on Twitter. We also have an Instagram Des Moines Roosters on Instagram. Um, and if you are ever in Des Moines and want to learn footy, please reach out. We have an open door policy. If you were ever in town and want to mm-hmm. learn the game of footy, reach out. We'll let you know when trainings are. Mm-hmm. The boys and the girls are always interested in helping anybody out. And I've said this to any USAFL player mm-hmm. and any American. If you're in Des Moines and want to learn footy, come out and see us. Mm-hmm. We are more than willing to help. Um, I'm just, we're all crossing mm-hmm. our fingers that this COVID thing gets taken care of as soon as possible. And if Keep you ever find board. yourself in Des Moines, sir, you're mm-hmm. more than welcome to join us. Well, I very um, appreciate that. And then can so, we say that kind of is share the same sentiment to almost any other club around the country? Oh, yeah. Almost all the clubs, all the clubs are on Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, all of them. They're super nice. All the people. I mean, we, we really are a community. We kind of work, look out for each other. Like I said, I, I'm I send people to teams anytime I can. So. Most of the, almost all the teams that I have ever mm-hmm. talked to, they all have an open door policy. I've said that all the coaches that I've talked to have said that if you're in town, even if like if a Dallas Dingoes player is somehow in Chicago and Chicago is training, well, they'll let them train with them. They yeah. don't, 
it, it's it's kind of a mateship because we all love the sport so much. It's all about growing this beautiful sport, man. Right? Oh yeah. Especially yeah. with a smaller team and, like and, like no offense to the league, yeah. the USFL is not huge, you know, you know per se. But it's all about growing the league, growing the love for the sport, and growing almost the, the, the visibility of it. Because not a lot of people just don't even know it's there. But as soon as I find it's there, I am sucked in. So it, mm-hmm. if, if I can just get the name out and, and then have one to two people talk about it, they talk to their friends about it, it's just a good, good chain reaction. And it's all for the love of the game of footy. Yep. And who, know, and who knows? Maybe, maybe next year at Nationals, you could do a podcast and meet some of the other teams at usafl nationals and who Just knows an idea you might not even have that. to do a podcast i might be there in person who knows who knows maybe you can even strap on the boots and play a game yourself you know after a couple surgeries my mom wouldn't be too happy but at the same time uh might be worth it <laughs> we can always have a little fun we'll stick you up we can stick you up at full forward to be a little less contact oh, okay let's do that <laughs> let's cater to the cripple I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Trust me. I've got we've got forty and fifty year old guys to play, and they just kind of they're out there. They're just having fun playing the game. So. I love it. Well, Coach S, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate. It. We got a lot of good education on the on the, the um, Australian footy, the AFL, the USFL. We all know where to find it now, and for, for sure, this is not the last time we are going to talk without a sure. doubt. Open door. If you guys, if you guys ever want to talk about the AFL finals, uh, give me a ring. Let me know. I'd be more than willing to break down kind of what teams are hot, what teams are not, what teams look good, and all that. So, you guys, Ooh, do ever I hear AFL? the AFL corner with Coach Hess? I, I've been told by my wife I should actually start a podcast. Ooh. So, but oh, I don't well, know. as long as you're not competing with me, we'll be all good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. But this is hey, this has been a pleasure. Um, I'm glad you reached out. It, it's been awesome. Thank but, you for reaching like I said, out, man. Thank you. Not a problem. Not so a problem happy. So happy. But, but if you want to, if you want on fourth and long, you want an Australian rules cor- uh, correspondent. I'm your guy if you want it. So. I think we got our guy. I think we got our guy. <laughs> Mutual love. <laughs>